Jeans podcast number 841 and it is uh sunday april 25th 2021 and i am 73 today so i thought uh yeah i should uh i should uh, do a, a podcast clip for you here from sal the road trek and um think a little bit i carry on really from the last time when i was talking about free will trying to figure it out and I'm thinking surely that's at odds with all the stuff I talk about uh, from uh, therapy and and creating yourself in each moment no I, you know in, in each moment that's um, existentialism you know sort of you're, you're 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 not defined except by your current action. And if everything is sort of predetermined, sorry, but this is how we have to start. Um, what are the implications for self-betterment? You know, it's almost like, yeah, I'm gonna if I'm if it's if it's wired into me and uh, the conditions are right, I'll become a better person. And if not, well, so be it. I, I don't know. It just, I really, <laughs> it really is new to me. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who already have their minds made up. Free will is exists or free will doesn't exist. And do you know the implications of that? Do you know how that really impacts your life and uh, how you view life, how you view yourself? And, and can you be a better person given that? Oh, jeez. Oh, I, got, I got a mat stuck in the door and that's not right. Okay, now, okay, so there was no, I had no free will in that action. Like, as soon as I realized, I was, I was trying to move the mat into position, and it wouldn't move, and right away my brain said, oh, it's caught on something, it's caught on the door, open the door. Like, I had no choice in that. I had to. I could not leave the mat stuck. And it wasn't especially stuck in a door. That's not good. Close a door on a mat. No, no. There was no choice in that. It just, it had to be done. It had to be done that moment that I discovered the problem. Uh, so, you know, there's an example. And I'm trying to apply it to this this podcast, okay? Like, I've known since yesterday I was going to come out to the road trek and record a clip here on this day. Um... I just knew that was a plan. Where did that come from? Well, because yesterday I was doing other stuff and didn't feel like doing it yesterday. And my, my, it seems as if my mind guided me, told me what to do. Okay, wait till tomorrow and tomorrow record a clip. All right, so that's... Where does that come from? Where, where does that... Anyway, anyway, we, we could be lost in this entire clip, and that would not be much fun for you. Um, but it's just that it seems it has implications for absolutely everything. Uh, my choice... My choice not to attend the church service. I've attended the church services almost every Sunday for quite a few weeks now. Why today did I not? Well, it was my birthday, and I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And also, I had had enough of the church after that Tuesday meeting when we voted on a proposal that I was against, and the vote went through. Uh, but I did see it was on Facebook. It also streams on Facebook. So I, I was able to, while I lay there with Yuki beside me on the pillow, listen in to what they had to say about last week's vote. Oh my God, none of this is of any importance to you. There is another fault. Why, when I do these podcasts, am I just letting my mouth motor on 
should I not be consciously thinking, what do the listeners want to hear? What would entertain them? What would they enjoy more than me just spouting off? And uh, <laughs> the answer to that is probably, I don't know, and I don't care. You know, that's probably the truth of it. You know, hey, no, this is mine. Uh, if you like it, great. If you don't, well, you know, don't listen. Um, that frees me up a lot. But I, but I am still trying to get at this thing in relation to the free will. Because I feel, I've, I've always felt these podcasts come out of me almost automatically. It's just a response. Um, like, I put on, I knew I was going to start. I had the uh, Revolution CD in the uh, disk drive and thought, well... We've done a lot of that. It's time to change things. So I reached up to the shelf above me, and I'm looking at all these things. Gee, Neil Young, George Harrison, uh, uh, a big favorite here, um, the White Stripes, uh, then Mojo's, oh, Kraftwerk, Queen. I thought, well, maybe something different. So I found Dance the Blues... Uh, starting off with Little Richard, Johnny Otis, Alan Freed, Louis Jordan, you know, a whole bunch of blues and very up and up and moving kind of stuff. And put it on, figured, okay, that's a good thing. Do something because it's your birthday and you need something new and different. Put this on. But I knew it wasn't the music to, to hear. It just it didn't fit. I don't think that was a conscious choice. I think that was just, well, there was thinking involved because as soon as I played it and fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, no, 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 the, the energy was just too high. It wasn't the right energy. Um, no, you can't do that. Go to something else. CBC Opera, yeah, that'll do. And that's where we're at. That's in the background and that just sort of it overruled, okay? Here's one part of my my brain says, oh, put on something new. How about this one? It's not even open. Yeah, putting on an unopened CD is the right choice. But the other level of thinking says, no, doesn't matter if it's unopened or open or whatever, and it's new and different, it's still not the right choice because of what it is the music. It's not just the idea of, do you make your decision based on whether it's open or not open? Or do you make your decision on what is the actual end result? What is the music you're going to listen to? Are you still with me? What I'm going to do is I'm going to turn this down. I don't know how loud it is. I can't monitor it right now. And I'm going to read from notes to myself. This Hugh Prather book that I, uh, I have. I'm so pleased to have the copy. This is the one I, when I was looking for, uh, R.D. Lang's Knots and couldn't find it. I found this instead, copyright 1970. And I I love it. I loved it at the time because it really does fit in. In fact, I think it was even dedicated to Carl Rogers with, and this, this all relates with this whole idea of how free are we in the choices we make and the things we say and do. So um, let me read from it. It's about a third, quarter of the way through, not even that. When I first began trying to be myself, I at times felt trapped by my feelings. I thought that I was stuck with the feelings I had, that I couldn't change them, and I shouldn't try to, ev try to even if I could. I saw many negative feelings inside me that I didn't want, and yet I felt that I must express them if I were going to be myself. Are you still with me? Because this, this is the important shit, and it, and it relates to what I'm going on about. Since then, I have realized that my feelings do change, and that I can have a hand in changing them. I can have a hand in changing them. They change simply by, by me, by my becoming aware of them. They change simply by my becoming aware of them. When I acknowledge my feelings, 
they become more positive, and they change when I express them. For example, if I tell a man I don't like him, I usually like him better. The second thing I have realized is that my not wanting to express a negative feeling is a feeling in itself, a part of me, and if I want not. To express the negative feeling more than I do, then I will be acting more like myself by not expressing it. Now that's the tricky part, but it's the important part. If I want not to express the negative feeling more than I do, then I will be acting more like myself by not expressing it. I'm going to move on to the next page. <coughs> Sorry. Accept what is. That is what is required. Accept reality as reality is to me now. Recently, I have been feeling anxious about every little decision. What should I wear? What shouldn't I eat? Did I lock the door? Am I worrying too much? Right now, this anxiety is my reality. Don't fight a fact. Deal with it. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Put the bookmark back in. There we go.、Um, that's all part of exactly what I've been talking about here.、Uh, it all connects. It's also related,、uh, although maybe in ways that it wouldn't be obvious for the listener of the Dixon Jane's podcast, but related to me in this. Wholeness, how everything is interconnected, to this box of letters I just received from、um, Australia in in time for my birthday, which just made me extra happy. They came on Friday.、Um, I noticed there were no there was letters from 1979, just the start when I first met Chris, the boy, the boy. Uh, I visited him. He was going to Ryerson. He was on a budget. He lived in a cheap, cheap apartment above a store in Cabbage Town, like in really tough area. I remember going there and drinking with him and having good talks. And then I noticed the next letters came from 1983. So there was nothing from 80 to 82. Now, in my history, 80 to 82 is the two years I spent in Nigeria. I wrote letters to everybody every day. Why didn't Chris save those? Well, the answer was I just got heard back from him. There were none. I never wrote to him. Our friendship hadn't gelled to that point yet. Bruce Barnacle Bill got them all. Lots of other people got them. The accountant Peter got them.、Uh, family, friends, lots of people got letters from Nigeria, but not Chris. Seems really odd to me because we're we're close buddies now. We have a real connection through literature and writing and music,、uh, a lot of things that we share. So what happened was when I came back to Canada in the summer of or late summer '82, I could travel through Europe on the way back with Peter, another Peter.、Um, when I got back, I, the one dream I had was to see. Canadian nature to see the Maritimes, you know that's the lakes, the water, the blue skies, the farms, the beauty of Nova Scotia in the fall. Wow! So Barnacle Bill had already moved to Toronto at that point for a year, so I was able to hook up with him, and for whatever reason, Chris. Well, Chris, I guess maybe he was finishing Ryerson.、Uh, I'm not sure, but he was in Toronto. And the three of us headed off on this journey. And I remember, like one of the peaks of camping, just pull the car off the road down the hill, right by the St. John River, and just howled. Got built a fire by the river,、uh, just got drunk, pitched a tent, and partied and, and bonded. And that is the same time、uh, that trip when we found the rock. Uh, on the Bay of Fundy, up on the hill overlooking the Bay of Fundy, and that started the whole rock thing in motion. And you know probably more than you need to know about the rock history. So, 
It's a rich tapestry to me. The the friendships, the weaving in and out, the travels, the connections, the Dixon-Jane zine. That's another way of, of holding some of these friendships together, bringing in new ones. And now... I am uh, just, we'll just fade that out because we don't need to hear who it was or what it was. Uh, And just now my focus is almost overwhelming, but it is putting out or putting together volume two of uh, my letters uh, in that, in book form. I, I really want to do it. I have, I found some passages in letters to Chris that are, they I wouldn't even say they border on disgusting. They are disgusting. Or or descriptions of disgusting exploits. Um, And, well, I guess that'll go in. And then the the thing that catches me, I think, gee, do I really want my wife and sons to ever read these things? Like, oh, my God, my dad did that? Um, (laughs) I don't know. But there's another, and it's a fainter voice. But it's it's an undercurrent that's always been there. Tell the truth. If this was the truth at that time, if that was the now, if that's how I was feeling, if that's what I did that night when I went into Chinatown in Yokohama and got that drunk, if that's what I did, that is the truth. Why rewrite history? Why shape my own personal history? Why leave it out if it actually happened. At the time, that's what I did. That's who I was. It's not who I am now. And that's kind of a driving force, but it's it's a really, it's really shaky because there is a temptation. And, and I realize the rule is the only thing I'm going to leave out in letters is things that would could possibly really hurt somebody if, if they read them, make them feel bad. Um... And, you know, I mean, there are situations where you could change a name, uh, but it would be obvious, you know. And so there are some stories that are just a little too raw that I I have to really think about as much as I would like them to be part of this history. For it is the truth, and, and after I'm dead and gone and... You know, I'm hoping this. I'm hoping this will be around. I'm hoping, the way I had hoped, I would have been able to read about some of my ancestors. You know, well, who was this Owen Glanville? I know now. My God, I guess he was a straight and narrow minister. Uh, but what was he in private? What did he lust after? You know, or did he? Did he even allow himself those thoughts? My God, what did he jerk off to? You. <laughs> It's not that I need to know, but it's kind of what do what what do we leave behind? And to me, it should be the truth, the honest person, because again, it gets into this robotic future of who we are, and do we just purify ourselves and only give one version? That's all a lie. These letters aren't lies. These letters, I'm just hey, this is what I'm dealing with, buddies, and I'm just grateful that I had. In particular, these two close friends, Chris and Bruce, to uh, pour it out to, share with. So there you go. I guess that's enough of my uh, birthday starts, about 20 minutes. Thank you very much. And uh, lately I've always been fading out with music and stuff, but you never know what's going to be on. doesn't always work. So, uh, all right, we'll just, we'll just ring the bell. Oh, we forgot. Chicken Wanturu, wish me a happy birthday in front of all of you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Okay, that, no, that's enough. Thank, thank, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, chicken. I appreciate that. Bye-bye.
brother used a needle and my sister sniffed cocaine. I don't use no junk, I'm the nicest boy you ever seen. Sorry uh, to ruin another great song. This is the uh, CD I was playing yesterday, Dance the Blues. Mojo presents the R&B roots of David Boy. Starring Little Richard, Johnny Otis, Alan Freed, the Isley Brothers, Buddy Guy, Louis Jordan, James Brown, Elmore James, Albert King, John Lee Hooker, and more. It's really good. It's really growing on me. Um... Anyway, I'm putting that in the background because uh, it's my turn to talk once again. I want to pick up on the theme we had yesterday. Um, And it was about decision-making and the issue of free will, you know, where we just left off. So, yesterday I'm sitting in my, right here where I am now, in south, front seat, facing back. Sun's coming in through the windows, windows open, radio on, and just feeling really happy and got this whole box of letters to go through that's, again, all new to me, so it's exciting, the ones from Australia. And uh, I want to find out what year is going to take me to, what have I got to say about, uh, you know, the old girlfriends, the living conditions, my finances, whatever. Anyway, I'm enjoying it. This This is where I want to be. It's my birthday. This is what I want to do. Then I see my wife come out, and she gets into her car. So, of course, I, uh, you know, lean out and, uh, well, what, where, where are you going? Uh, I'm off to Highland, Par- Highland uh, Park, or Highland Creek, I guess. Um, you want to come? And the first reaction probably was, gosh, I, I'm just so happy where I am right now. or so comfortable, so... So much enjoying this present situation, sitting alone in my road track with my letters. And I'm conflicted. A decision has to be made, yes or no. And I'm, I, I, I hesitate. I'm, I'm fighting it hard. Like, what's the right answer? There's a part of me just saying, no, no, just stay where you are. Stay where you are. You're happy here, you know. And there's another part. Hey, your wife has suggested you go out for a walk. You, 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 sh- you should have the exercise. And it's your wife. You spend some time with her. You don't spend enough time with her like, to go, go off together for a walk to the park. So, fortunately, that's the voice I listen to. But it's a little bit like what I was talking about when I read from, uh, um, you know, the book about uh, notes to myself about. What what do you listen to? And, and and as the various thoughts rise up in your head and come to you. And I, I guess I'm trying to get at, okay, well, where how was that decision arrived at? What part of me? If it's all conditioning and, and it's all... Surely this learning came in there. I must have learned. I know I've learned. Hey, here's a chance to be with your wife and go for a walk. And have a pleasant time on a nice day. That's the thing you ought to do. Never mind your immediate selfish needs if I'm comfortable right here now, thank you. And that tip the skills. And I, I know this, this might sound so... If you're not into this, trying to understand how your brain works, how you make choices, where you get to in life, because this is constant every day. I remember our good friend Peter, the accountant, I told you he had a table with a glass top, and under the glass was cartoons he'd cut out of all the newspapers he, he subscribed to. And there was one of them, and it's a, a freeway toll, and there's a number of booths. And as an executive, his car stopped right in the middle between two toll booths. He's just stopped in the middle. 
and the, the caption was something that there's just only so many decisions you can make in a day. Something like that. But it was very funny because it was just, oh, my God, you know, do I take this one or this one? What? And it's it's constant. And, of course, if you're a business executive, I mean, you're in your office all day. But all these things, they can seem very small, like that little, do I go with my wife? And I really, in a sense, could it be, you, you might say, inconsequential? It, it's not going to change the course of my life one way or the other. However... The default I'm trying to learn is think of the other person, not yourself. Think of the other person. And sure enough, we had a nice walk. Uh, she was looking for fiddleheads. I found them before she did and pointed out. And she said, oh, thank you. And she was pleased. And she she walked out with a bag of fiddleheads she had picked that she's going to give to another friend, Japanese friend who likes them. So that was nice. And then coming back, she asked me a little bit about the letters. You know, she's, I think she's a little leery of what's in there. And I talked about my old girlfriends and the, you know, the, the, who I went out with in my life long before I went to Japan. Um, and it, it just, it was good sharing time. I mean, it was, it was clearly, it was the right thing. I mean, there's no question about, well, yeah, it was the right thing. I'm, I'm just trying to pick apart how you arrive at these decisions and what happens like when they are bigger ones. What are the things that come into play? If we are, if there's no free will and yet it still appears we're making decisions, like what was it that got me to Nigeria? What was it that got me to Japan? These these two decisions were completely life-changing. Like last night we had a nice dinner. I barbecued uh, some uh, beautiful Korean beef that Naoko had marinated uh, she gave me a very nice bottle of uh, Italian wine. We opened, and I sat at the table with my son and my wife, and I made a decision. While I'm barbecuing, we were just going to eat in the living room as we usually do, and I said, no, let's sit at the table, because that means more booze, but more importantly, time the three of us in a little triangle talking together. Uh, and it was lovely, and she made Spanish coffee at the end, and we ended up with Drambui, or, uh, Grand Marnier, uh, you know, and a little brandy snifter. It, it, was, it was nice. It was good. But it also gave me a chance to talk a little bit to my son about, you know, how the impact some of these decisions had, that decision to go to Japan, and, and why, you know, I talked about my relationship with my the president of my company, which is really what got me this house. He's the one that bankrolled me when I opened the company here. Uh, and it was that relationship. Well, what was it about that relationship? Well, it was because he perceived me as a hippie and he liked me more than the other gaijin in the company. He singled me out. Yeah, you're my guy, Ken. And what was it that, you know, what were all the other decisions before there that led to put me in this? Uh, anyway. Sorry, I, I know this is probably seems like why 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 is he even telling us this? Why am I listening to this? But I, I guess I'm asking you to do the same damn thing with your own life. Ask yourself how you arrive at decisions. What are the influences? What does it take? I mean, what uh, what's what's led Doug to stay up late? Well, I'm assuming he's late and do these things and other people to follow him on this. And I don't even know what it is. Uh, <laughs> gaming, and people can follow along watching somebody game and get kicks out of that. What is it that's leading to all these things? What's going on in, in, in Doug's life? And, of course, it's not my business, and uh, I'm not prying. <coughs> Probably sounded like it. No, I'm not. Sorry, Doug. Uh, but just in everybody's life, in, in every decision you make, and every time you... Decide where to go out to eat uh, with MMD and his girlfriend deciding is it Chinese food or pizza, you know. And is there is there any difference in the course of our relationships? Is, it, is there any, do these things add up? Is there is a, a thing where things get to a certain point and then the mountain or the, the ball rolls down the mountain or something? I, I don't know. I just don't know. I just think it's important to think about. Sorry, maybe you don't. All right, all right, all right. We're done with that. I'm off. Back to some music. 
Mercer. This is from uh, Rick Von Schmidt. He lives in Cambridge. Rick's a blues guitar player. I met him one day in the green pastures of Harvard University. Follow you down, baby. Let me follow you down. Well, I do anything in this God Almighty world if you just let me follow you down. Baby, can I come home with you? Yes, I'd do anything in this God Almighty world if you just let me come home with you. Baby, let me follow you down. Baby, let me follow you down. Well, I'd do anything in this God Almighty world if you just let me follow you down. That's a little better. Do we need a little chicken in here? Yeah, I think we do. Chicken, you're on. <laughs> well, that's all we're getting is chicken today. Uh, yeah, Thursday, April 29th, 2021. A rainy day. I'm sitting in the road trek. Going through my letters, and I've just, I've kind of reached a point where I'm i am worn out. Um, I picked up a binder, it's entitled Bruce 87 to 90. Like Bruce, I have four binders, four or five of just Bruce letters. <laughs> and, you know, when I say letters, we're talking 12, 14 pages. Um uh, but these ones were were so different because it's later in my life. It's after I've been settled. Hang on. No, it wasn't the 87 to 90. It was 91 to 08. 91 to 08. So married, children, born, and uh, back living in Japan after returning to Canada. And uh, just like a different self altogether. Hey, here's a guy working and, and, you know, some of the letters about the huge debts the company was in, because I really wasn't an aggressive style businessman. I mean, I somehow I muddled my way through and uh, came out okay. Um, there's a survival part of me that's pretty strong that, that gets by and manages but uh, a lot of it just seems like, my God, a lot of good luck. Um, but the the playing of the game, stuff I've forgotten, you know, the meetings, the handing out the business cards, the schmoozing, the Tokyo Canadian Club, and just stuff that, again, just forgotten. And you, and you pick up a letter and you're reading, you know, day by day. When you're writing a letter like that, it's, you know this day and then two days later you pick it up again and you're talking about oh my god recovering from last night met jimmy at hatsakame's and oh my god went on closed down the cable car or something uh just and you're back there and you're lost in it so the exhaustion comes from i mean i want to put out 
more books of these letters. I, I think they're interesting, and if it's only me, that's fine. But I know that's not the case. I know there's stuff there because it's detailed life in different places, different people, different times, different uh, feelings, and, and, and it's a journey. It's a real journey. Um, but, you know, I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll put out two books at the same time. But I'm looking at the possible binder, and it's got well over a hundred letters in it already. And I haven't—I've got binders I haven't gone through yet. I haven't even finished the ones from Chris. So I don't know. Anyway, that—that's uh, what I've been doing. Yesterday was the 16th anniversary from the very first uh, podcast I put out. I had finished podcasts in uh, 2005 in the winter, but didn't know, I hadn't figured out how to do the um, putting them out, you know, the XML files and how do people subscribe to them. And I had to teach myself all that. And so finally, you know, I had them done. Okay, now they're released. Um, So that was an anniversary. 16 years. It's a long time to be a podcaster. So uh, congratulations, Ken. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Chicken. I appreciate that. Um, Anyway, uh, also a a notable day. There is somebody new to our church. New, well, relatively new. Uh, Not to the ministry. He's... His father was a minister, his mother still is, and he was, uh, and I think lost his faith and uh, stepped away, but in many ways I think he would say he still likes to preach. Uh, very intelligent, very well-educated, very interesting guy. I wasn't sure how to take him. I, I just, I wasn't quite sure. A lot of it I, I mentioned, I've talked a little bit about some differences of opinion within the church on what to do about it, the property we've sold and buying back and so on, which, you know, it's not something I really want to get into here. But I, I couldn't figure out his angle, his position. and uh, But I realize it's a lot he wants to encourage. Um, opportunities, create opportunities, help create opportunities for young people to express themselves. And, you know, of course I'm all for that. Yeah, that's what we should that's that's what people need, you know. If it if you're a poet, an artist, a musician, a dancer, a, a playwright, a photographer, a painter, whatever, yeah, do it. We the the world needs more artists in in many different ways. Even if it's just a sideline, even if it's not going to be your career. Um, so, in that way, I think we're in alignment. But I realize there's a lot more to the man that, uh, you know, I'd like to exchange. And of course, my ego says, hey, I want him to know me too. So we had a very long, a one hour session of just the two of us on a Zoom session talking. And it was pretty interesting. Got into a lot of areas where I felt my thinking was being stretched. And of course, that's what you want. You don't want to be talking down to people or, or you know, reducing your level of conversation to something where it's just, it's, well, boring, whatever. You you want to be interacting with people where you can learn something from them. So uh, that was a nice thing. So shout out to Dennis. I don't, he did listen to a little bit. He was just checking up, wanted to find out who I was. But uh, he was very, very excited about this whole idea of this, um, that I've written this book and that I have all these letters detailing my life from, you know, I'd sort of forgotten about this higher end of it going up to, say, 2008. Wow, that's recent, but that's a lot. If we start at 1969, again, we were talking 50 years of letters. That's that's a lot of it's uh, a lot of life spilled out in in, in on pages. Um, so I think we'll talk about that again sometime. I. He, we went off, or he went off, on a talk about the interconnectedness of all of us, and 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 it's a point I'm not yet at to to fully grasping and understanding. I I mean I I think I know it to be true, but.
but it's not something I can really understand. And I think the other thing lacking for sure in me, I've reached a stage where I understand gratitude and the need to express gratitude and feel gratitude genuinely. Um, but I'm a little low on the compassion end of things. Quick to be angry at people or, you know, give up or, or just, you know, have a, a formed opinion uh, particularly when it comes to hardcore religious people. Like, you know, it's, oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. The world has to advance past you, you know. Science has to be the answer. You you, you, can, you cannot hold on to this primitive belief. It's, you know, we're, we're moving forward, you know, park that. And I, I know that's, boy, that's not very charitable on my part. Uh, and I'm not singling out anybody in particular, anybody listening, thinking I'm talking about you. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking more about certain people in Pakistan who want to cut people's heads off. That Those kind of people. Uh, and yes, okay, another group in, <laughs> in America who are just, you know, would be supporting Donald Trump. <sighs> anyway. I just wanted to uh, bring you up to date. Actually, really what I wanted to do is just take a break from all these damn letters. I'm overwhelmed. I guess I finally reached the point. I thought I had a handle on it. Great. We're just going to do two more books of maybe 250, 300 pages each. And I pick something up and it's got a whole new train of thought, a whole new, wow, 1992. Yeah, before... We moved back to Canada while I was trying to put together this company and and the meetings with certain people and, and trying to convince my president, yeah, this is what you need, and I need to be the guy heading up your operation in Canada. Well, that was, you know, hey, that was ballsy, but it was, it was, it got me where I'm sitting here. I'm sitting in my road trek in the driveway of that very house that we bought, you know, from, because of those discussions. That's what I mean. These these letters behind them, things were happening. They were consequential. The whole leading up to the marriage uh, with Naoko and, and all these pieces did have real life consequences. And the words are just sort of reflections of what was going on and what's, what's that meeting about next time and why am I, you know, back in uh, Toronto for meetings with the president and you know, and I remember the time he was in my basement, in this house, saying, okay, we can bankroll you for this amount of time and then we're cutting you off. You're going to have to, uh, you know, look after yourself. You've got to make that Canadian, Kyrincha Canada, you've got to make a go of it. And I think, okay, good. Thanks. Glad I know there's more money coming in. And then I'm reading some of the, the debt that I had, the company debt, the personal debt. Holy shit. And then the plan to take over the company and rake Creek Canadian study tours and uh, cut off my ties with Japan, except for the contracts. Anyway, 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 I know this may not be very engaging listening for any of you, but uh, for me, it's my life and this podcast to, uh, to a large degree is a continuation of the letters. It's me babbling about what's going on today on this rainy Late April day. All right. Um, I think that's it. I think I'm going to go back to the music. That was just a uh, short interlude. Anything else you need to know? Chicken, anything to add? No? Okay, thank you. Bye for now, boys and girls. Bye for now. I'll give you some music real soon. That was such a nice clean one. I took it out of the dashboard and put it on the table here. Uh, chicken, you ready to go? Okay, thank you. Um, boys and girls, I've got 14 minutes left if I'm going to put this out uh, today, Friday, the 29th, I guess. Unless that was yesterday. Um, I know it's Friday. And it is the 30th, of course. It's the 30th of April. Portuguese Grand Prix coming up this weekend. I have got... A renewed interest in the racing, thanks to Netflix's series F1. I've said that half a dozen times already. But, number one, it's really fun watching it with my son now and going over the different drivers. Um, I think what I was frustrated with with F1 before was they changed the team names every year, except for Ferrari and Mercedes. 
you, you know, Alpha Torah. What the hell were they? Where's Force India? What happened to them? And oh, and you you can't keep track. And then the drivers. It's it's clearly musical chairs. They're just hopping from one ride to another. Uh, the series is entitled F One Drive to Survive, which is the perfect title because these guys they don't live up to it. And bam, they've lost their seat. Their contract's not renewed. They've got to find another one if they want to continue. And um, so I keep open. I have a tab that I keep open, the F1 uh, website. And it's great. And you can just click on the driver and get his history, his background, how many podiums. And because and a lot of it, well, with a mind like mine, you just forget you know, and you think, holy shit, Raikkonen, yeah, he's, oh, he's won the championship. Has he? Better check that. Uh, and then you look at the age of some of these drivers. You've got youngsters coming in like early 20s. And then others who've been there forever. Uh, you know, and here's me not able to come up with the names at the top of my head. But that, that's not what I'm going to talk about now anyway. I'm just telling you that in addition to Coronation Street and Jeopardy, it's nice to have a new show to watch with my son, which is the F1 series. So instead of me greedily watching them all, uh, I'll wait till uh, he's with me and we can uh, catch an episode together. Um, Father-son stuff. I Yesterday, at the end of the day, I just felt something was nagging me and I couldn't put a finger on it. I couldn't tell. Why am I feeling kind of down, kind of... I don't know whether it wasn't guilt, it just and it wasn't depression, but it was just something's not sitting right. And I think it was going through the letters, and I've narrowed it down to maybe the references. You know, being impatient when my young firstborn son would cry, uh, and I'd be impatient. You know, we should stop crying, kind of thing. And, you know, now you figure, oh, come on, man. That's what babies do. That's what they're supposed to do. Why are you such a prick? And it wasn't that I I beat him or, or anything like that, but just the impatience. And then that always takes me to the next stage when they're younger. If only I could I, I could go back, rewind, and just let's just sit down and play. You know, I remember buying them a microscope because I wanted a microscope when I was a kid. You know, here's a microscope. But I just, like, gave it to them. I didn't go out and say, okay, let's let's look at this. Let's do it together. Here's your microscope. Play with it. And, boy, if I could redo any of those things. Uh, you know, and I, I know there's a lot of parents who feel the same, you know, one way or another, that they just could have done a better job parenting. Uh, and I know there's a lot of parents who make it up as grandparents, and suddenly you've got the time. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm guilty on that count. But reading through some of the letters, I also was, holy shit, I was trying to juggle three schools at once when I, you know, on my own when I had this company. I mean, I reached this peak, and then the bottom fell out, uh, the Japanese economy, but also... Uh, this company in Japan going around to two of those schools and saying, you can't partner with him without us. Uh, clearly. I mean, and the school's just, all right, sorry. We've been told it's illegal to work with you against Japanese law. Uh, it was kind of dirty pool. And, and I guess I could have negotiated, tried to negotiate something. And I didn't, I gave up. And I think I realized, oh, I can imagine, but somehow to be able to stay afloat and get out of that pile of debt, mind you, my house is not paid for yet, but still, I mean, we survived and are surviving. Uh, so yeah, all of that stuff again from the letters, I, a couple of themes here I want to pick up on. I know I'm talking fast cause I just want to squeeze it all in, but I, I mentioned earlier, I had this talk with Dennis and it's somebody I want to talk again with because, um, he can certainly not only hold his own, but uh, be a, a ahead of me, I think, in, in many, many respects. And what I've learned recently, I would say in the past couple of years, is the concept of gratitude. Sorry, I got my uh, tea here. I make it's a new tradition, bring it out to the road trek, a nice little tall cup mug of um, chai with a little bit of honey and milk, and it tastes really good. Don't need another coffee. Uh, anyway, I, I've got the concept of gratitude. 
Uh, and I think anybody listening to this podcast, well, I don't know where you are in your life, in your development, in your career, in your evolution, in your spiritual development, and so on. But gratitude is a good thing to have. If if you are not starving to death, if you are not being beaten, if your children weren't uh, taken away from you, if, you know, all the horror that happens in 90% of the world, if that's not happening to you, express gratitude. Show it somehow. Uh, but the thing that I'm not good at at all is um, compassion. And I'm going to say two in case I forget the other one. Compassion and self-love. Now, there are people with egos bigger than mine that I hear on podcasts and think, holy fuck. Uh, and if I'm reacting this way, how are people reacting when they listen to me? I mean, surely there are people out there who maybe come back for more, but at the same time are thinking, oh, dude, shut the fuck up. You're so full of yourself. And I know I, I sometimes say that and... Maybe I, I'm sure any of those people have dropped off if they really felt that way strongly. But it's hard not to. Okay, self-love. I'm not good at it, believe it or not. I might talk about things like these letters. I'm so grateful I have it. Look at the things I did and went and experienced. But I'm also in those letters writing down the failures. You know, I just told you about one. It's not that I'm bragging how great I am. It's that I'm, you know, but I am focused on self. I'm inner-directed. Uh, and I think compassion is sort of going the other direction. For example, on the news today, uh, I don't know, 100 people killed in Israel. And I have no compassion. I don't care. And my, my reaction is almost like, well, you've... Fucking stupid people. You herd animals. It was a religious gathering. Uh, I mean, not all their fault. The police put up barriers to control the crowd flow. But during this time of COVID, that hundreds, probably thousands of people unmasked in their traditional garb, racing off to, to do something. I can't even remember what it was. But it was tied to their religion, their dogmatism. And they stampeded, and they couldn't get out, and they they killed each other. And and, and I don't have compassion. I'm just saying, you, you, well, you fucking idiots, get rid of your fucking religion. And I know I said that before, and I know this is oh, so unpleasant to the people who religion serves them well. So I do have to apologize and dial it back a little bit. Dial it back a little bit. Hey. Certain elements. Look at these letters. I mean, I was I was praying to God throughout these letters, uh, but it said I think of Christianity as a philosophy, and it's not about you know <laughs> you, you got to the, the Bible was a nice little guidebook. Here's some stories. Make what you will of them, but don't take them literally. My God, and uh, you know. Anyway, so no compassion there. And then I have, it goes beyond no compassion. It goes towards hatred. Hatred for the, what's the sect in Afghanistan? The, uh, Hez, not the Hezbollah, sorry, that's Lebanon. Uh, you know who I mean. Um, who took guns, rifles, explosives to destroy these Buddha statues, these things that have been there a thousand years or more, in the caves in Afghanistan, these giant Buddhas. And they said, oh, no, 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 that's heresy. That doesn't match the higher religion. And, they, and it's like they did it to show the world, we're going to fucking do this. Fuck you. You can't stop us. And I have hatred for them. Like, I, I want those people dead. I want them all dead. I don't want them existing in my time zone. What do I mean, time zone? In my time, in this 21st century, on this planet. If your religion is that fucking stupid that you have to destroy our ancestral history, fuck you. You don't deserve to live. Uh, God, sorry, I, I didn't want to end in anger. You can help me out here. Yeah. I'll try. But Jesus, you know, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a long way from compassion. Let's put it that way. A long, long way. Uh, here comes my mailman. I could have rolled down the window like I did in Nigeria. In Nigeria, when the mailman came, I would um, simply... He'd stick his hand through the window. I'd be in the palm wine shop after school, drinking my palm wine so I can go home and have a siesta. 
And this hand would come through, and it was my letters. Oh, my gosh, those letters, how much they meant. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, uh, I just opened the binder marked, this one is marked uh, Bruce 87 to 90. So I mean, And it's full, it's thick, it's, it's two inches thick, letters in file sleeves. And the first one I looked at was April 18th, and that would be 1987, on the Shinkansen to Niigata. So, buddy, here's another big one. In just a couple of hours, I'll be meeting my in-laws for the first time. Now, that's the opening sentence. And Holy fuck. That's a significant point in your life. That counts. That's got to go in. So, this is the thing. I take that letter... And then, gosh, I see another one, October 5th, 87. Greetings, fellow happy trailer. Uh, just finished teaching. Oh, never mind. I mean, I mean oh, I'm in, I'm in Ottawa then. Yeah, I'm in Ottawa teaching at the High School of Commerce. Now, I would have even forgotten the names of the schools I taught at if it weren't for these letters. Um, and it goes on. So this is, okay, 87 88, I'm in, I'm living on Powell Avenue in Ottawa. And then 89, we, by the, we, we head off back to Japan to start a new contract with my company until 93. Here's December 27th, 89, Doug Harvey died. <laughs> but I guess you know that, only 65. And if anybody out there <coughs> is asking who the hell is Doug Harvey, uh, Montreal Canadiens. I uh, lived in the Sheen. Some of these people, before they got all the big money, they lived in, you know, suburbs like the rest of us. Uh, meanwhile, in or near Tokyo, Kimball is feeling miserable. Haven't been this depressed for a long time. So I guess all I'm getting at here was I can't leave these out. And, and so I was saying one more book. And then I'm saying two more books. And now I'm thinking, no, this, this is just going to be a continuing series. Maybe I've, I've probably easily got, and that's not using all the letters. There's a whole lot. I'm saying, no, 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 not interesting. Or no, don't want to talk about that. Or no, that's too much about the Dixon Jane zine. Scrap that. Um, but like that's easily another three books. How the fuck am I going to do this? And yet... This is exactly what I'm I'm destined to do. This is how I'm going to spend my retirement years. I'm going to take these letters, I'm going to relive my life, and I'm going to put it into book's form. And if somebody else finds that interesting, wow, that is a bonus. If my children would want to read into this someday, well, that's fine. They may or may not, but they'll certainly know who their dad was in his younger years. Um, but that's it. That's That's the trail I'm leaving behind. These letters that I asked to be saved have been saved. And that's it. Chicken, I think we're done here. Um, so boys and girls, thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience uh, and your forgiveness for uh, me tooting nothing but my own horn. And um, I'm going to leave it at that. Scarborough Dude, uh, signing off. Uh, see you next week. Okay? Bye for now.